This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. Win, lose or draw, McDelivery will always help bring home the free points. And speaking of points, order now on the McDonald's app and you'll earn reward points through every delivery. Order today, rewards tomorrow. You in? Only via app at participating restaurants, 18+, plus. rewards, registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This video is sponsored by Voxy. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Blues Focus podcast. Back again with another live uh, episode, ready to uh, hear all your thoughts and suggestions uh, from the biggest news of the day, which, of course, is Wayne Rooney's sacking. So tonight I'm joined with Jamie Lawler and Zach Woods, and also a new guest uh, who we're going to be seeing a few more times on this channel over the next few weeks. Uh, ben, nice to have you on the channel, mate. Thank you. It's great to have you on, mate. And uh, obviously... Good evening to you, got you two boys as well. It's nice to have you back on together as well, actually. It's been a while, hasn't it? Been a while, but good to be back. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, Christmas life and uh, the joys of uni work, I think, have uh, crumbled us all over Christmas. But we're back. We're back. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, Thank you. Yeah, I mean, obviously today we'll be doing a very interactive podcast. It's not going to be like the uh, typical ones that you're quite used to with the channel. Uh, it's going to be more of like a and a session. So definitely going to be reading out a lot of comments. I'm seeing a lot of people putting their stuff in already um, because obviously it's kind of hard to listen to a live podcast without too much interaction and with it being such a big topic as well today and so depth and such in depth as well and so many different names floating about, which we will start off with a little bit of a monologue i suppose but um i'm gonna to come to you for a first question jamie uh obviously yeah <laughs> surprise um, you ready mate <laughs> give us your thoughts on rooney's time at blues i tried to be very optimistic i really did um i think the way i can probably sum it up and this sounds bad to say i got used to losing again it didn't yeah. it wasn't like the what do you mean we've lost it was like Oh, we lost again. All right, cool. Like it was just the players just didn't look interested. It wasn't enjoyable to watch. There was sparks and moments of what Rooney was clearly trying to implement, but football's a results-based business, guys, and you can't pick up ten points out of forty-five, go from sixth into and we are pretty much edging towards a relegation scrap now at this point. Like we need to kind of very quickly act. Mm -hmm. It's it's not looking pretty. We're twentieth. We're twentieth now. Like what's going on? What's happened there? Yeah. Like we crumbled. <laughs> I mean, like the comparison from Eustace is like so stark, really. I mean, like Eustace's performances weren't particularly anything to shout about, but like the start of the season were like they were much better than Rooney. So I mean, like the all of that sort of stuff for me to head to comparison. I mean, like though, what's the manager 
in your opinion, who should come in really? I mean, if if I'm a dreaming man, you give me Steve Cooper every day of the week. Do you know what I mean? Like, really? He took well, he took Forest up. He knows mm-hmm. the league. He plays nice football. Like he goes for it. And I mean, he what showed me the most is how much someone put into a football team is that Forrest went through that horrendous run of form before Cooper was sacked. And they're all sat there singing his name at the end of the game still. Yeah. Like showing their support for him. Don't go wrong. They've got Nuno now and they're doing great. But why not? Why not go for someone like that who's clearly want they want to play fearless attacking football. Steve Cooper plays fearless attacking football. Yeah, you go for a safety option, that's fine. But if they want to implement this if they want to hold what they're saying and go, let's go attacking football, bring someone in who's going to do it. Tony Mowbray, he loves to play attacking football. Mm. Why not? Don't get me wrong. Would the safe option be bring back Eustace? Yeah, and I wouldn't be against it. Gary Rowett, wouldn't be against it. But it just feels like we're just doing the roundabout then with Birmingham City, doesn't it? Mm. Like, just stop. Like, just, just bring in someone proven as well. Like, if you're going to do it. Steve Cooper has proved himself. Tony Mowbray has proved himself. Like, bring in someone who's proved himself. Yeah, like, no, don't. Don't bring me in someone whose third or fourth job it is doesn't have the proper experience because this is what happens. A good professional footballer does not make a fantastic manager and we need to learn this very quickly. Zach, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, in terms of the whole Rooney situation, I'm glad the owners have made the decision they've made. It could be very easy to keep Rooney throughout January and see what he does. Um, I think if we had our previous owners, they would have kept with what was going on and, and, and not been willing to make that change and just let results keep getting worse and worse and worse, as we've seen in the past. Uh, but I'm glad the owners stepped up and actually made the decision to sack him. A good time as well, obviously, with the January transfer window coming up. So I think we're all in agreement that to let Rooney go was the right decision. I think 95% of Blues fans are happy about that. In terms of a new manager, I mean, it's tough. As you said, Jamie, I love Steve Cooper, but I just can't see it happening. He's just recently managed Forrest in the Premier League. At Crystal Palace, he's rumoured there. I don't see why he'd take that step down again to come back into the Championship when he's proven himself as a Premier League manager. Um, in terms of other options, I mean, it's so tough. I mean, looking at the odds, there are, it's, it's, it's varying every sort of few minutes, isn't it? Um, I mean, who we get in, I just don't know. So many people are suggesting different things. Even Eustace's name has come up. Um, it, it, it's a difficult one. Who, in, in terms of who I'd want, I honestly couldn't say because so many names have been banded about. Um, but hopefully whoever it is uh, does a slightly better job than Wayne Rooney's done. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Ben, give us your thoughts on it then. So what was your yeah. opinions on Rooney at first? I think ever since his first couple of interviews, he always seemed to be bigger than the club in mm. my eyes. And he was already calling out the players after the first couple of defeats. And it's like, I understand where he's coming from, but if you want a team to play well, you need to support them. And yeah, I think he just went went down the wrong path in the end. And I think he had everyone on board. You know, even under the circumstances, Eustace getting sacked, we were all shocked, but everyone was on board with him and we tried to give him the time. But in the end, I think his time was up. And I think even even after a sin, he was sacked. I was surprised by it, not in terms of he didn't deserve it, just I thought they were going to be stubborn and give him the January transfer window mm. to see if he overturned the results. But um, thankfully, they didn't do that. And... But it's just the same question. It's just now who? It's just it's a difficult position because it's not like we can just go with someone to the end of the season if they want to, you know, build up this expansive attacking football 
because then who's going to take it if it's just a short-term job it's it's, it's a difficult one mm. so who would you who do you think is the best fit and who would you prefer to step in now? yeah i mean obviously cooper's top of the list but mm. is that dreaming too high it's one of them um honestly i, I like the idea of lee carsley you know Mm. He's obviously not proven it in the championship or anything, but he was caretaker for us for a couple of games already. Yeah, and yeah. you know he, he he's doing a good job at the moment. So uh, if we're going to give someone a chance, at least they have to have at least a record with them. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, if I just interrupt, if you look at John Eustace prior to coming to Blues, his only job was Kidderminster yeah. Harriers, and it, it just shows. I think John Eustace is a case in that you don't have to have tons and tons and tons of experience to do a good job in a championship or a good job in any league. And John Eustace was exactly that point. You know, we were fifth before he was sacked. And now under Rooney, who's got all the footballing experience in the world, taking us down to 20th. So I agree with you, Ben. I think Lee Carsley's doing a decent job. Yeah. Uh, he's got experience at Blues. I, I wouldn't be opposed to seeing him coming in. Mm hmm. Zach does only like uh, John Eustace because he was manager at Kidderminster. Nah, Harriers. to be fair, I'll tell you why I like John Eustace. I'll tell you why I think, he, and I've said it a few times on here before, but I think he epitomised Blues in yeah. that he he grew up in the area. You know, he wasn't a manager from a you know he's he's had been with big clubs, top six clubs, Premier League clubs. You know, he's worked his way up from Kidderminster to the Championship. I think he epitomises Brum and the city of Brum hardworking, all that sort of stuff. I just loved him. I think the connection with the fans and players was brilliant. I just, I honestly, I thought I loved him. And I think he, he proved that, yes, he had rocky patches for sure, as in after the World Cup and all that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, but recently, or at least prior to being sat, we were fifth in the championship. And I mm, think yeah. he did a really good job for us. I think yeah, that's, yeah. sorry. Um, that's what I was like meaning about Rooney. Like he's, he never really shown the passion as, a blues manager and even with his statement today there's no mention of the fans or the players and it's like at least Eustace he weren't the great footballing coach but he got the fans and I think that's probably the most important for us yeah definitely yeah uh well we do need to quickly jump on to a few um questions because we've got our first ever a uh, little donation from a, a viewer first. Uh, so FPL Ezo's donated one ninety nine. Uh, would you take Lampard? Love the content, guys. So throwing that one out there immediately. Come on, it's, someone take it. Oh, I, d I don't know. It's a tough one, Frank Lampard. No. I mean, he did well. You wouldn't straight up no. Just, I just, I just, you, you asked me yes or no, and I just I'm just going to throw it straight out there. I don't. I think what what have we literally just learned in the last bloody mm. two months? Yeah. I know I know Lampard's had some good spells. I know he did well with, with when he Derby, was at Derby, yeah. but we do, we need stability right now. This season, yeah. in my opinion, we need a bit of stability right at this very second and just claw away from this now. Like mm. in the summer, we can spend big, fantastic, but right now, no. no yeah, no, I agree. We can't yeah. we can't be experimental. We can't experiment our way and end up playing Grimsby away or something. That and how this and how this should be going down. Not a chance. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't disagree with you personally. If I had to say, I wouldn't want Lampard in, but to play as devil's advocate, he's he did all right at Derby. He got him into a playoff yeah. place at one point and got him to the playoff final. At Chelsea, I think, in his first season, didn't he get fifth mm. or something or sixth when they were under a transfer embargo? So yeah. whilst Lampard may not be the option everyone wants, and I, I, I'd probably agree, I, I wouldn't want Lampard. Having said that, 
he's managed Chelsea, a top six Premier League club, and got them a, a top five or six finish. He did well with Derby and got them into a playoff place. He is, I think, unlike Rooney, he's proven. He has proven he can be successful at a club, both in the Championship and top-end Premier League. Um, so when you say all that sort of stuff, it seems silly to not want him. But having said that, I do think there are better options out there. Yeah, If he, can, if yeah. he came in, I'd support him. I think that's, that is what it is with this club. I will support whoever takes the managerial role of Birmingham City Football Club. And I'll get beyond it. But it is what it is. You just have to kind of go, oh, OK, what are the other options? But like you said, he has Lampard has done a much. He's got a much better CV than Rooney did, doesn't he? That's I suppose the mm. the other side of it. What do I know? Do you I'm, it, I'm ben, not an expert. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's just one of those. I think even if we did want Lampard, I just I don't think he would come in. Just mm. down to the fact that the owners have already showed that. I would say we gave Rooney time, but it's a short span to prove his worth and. I think even Derby, it did take him a while. And then at Chelsea as well, it was like, it just, I don't know. It just doesn't fill me with hope. And I think we need someone now with proven record, especially in the championship. I agree. And although Lampard got Derby to fifth, sixth, I just still don't think he's, he's proven himself yet. No, I, yeah. I completely agree. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, the, the sort of the vibe in the chat is pretty much the same. People saying stay well clear of Lampard. Yeah. Um, People are saying that Cooper, obviously the Cooper deal is done. Obviously there was that tweet out earlier saying that um, Cooper has agreed terms. Um, I didn't look too much into the tweet. I don't know who it was from, um, but I, I was obviously I was editing and doing other stuff with the channel today as well. So um didn't have time to look into how reliable that source might be. Um, but there's a lot of talk of, um, you know, bringing back John Eustace and Lee Carsley as well, who obviously, Ben, you mentioned. Um, but then also like people like Neil Warnock and everything as well. So there's a lot of names. The only one person who I wouldn't be particularly for is Jesse Marsh, um, who I'm being seen pop around. Uh, there's a guy in the chat saying that just stay well clear of him as well. And yeah, I don't think that's a it's just like, it's always like we were just saying with Lampard, wasn't it? Obviously, that's a step backwards as well. Um, well, not a step backwards, sorry, actually, it's probably not the right thing to say, but like in terms of like it, it feels like a decision we've tried to do with Rooney, yeah. Whereas, uh, someone like a Steve Cooper or um, like a Gary Rowett or somebody to bring back in, you know, would be the safer option at this point, just because we need player, uh, we need players to feel comfortable under a manager and. I don't think um, Lampard would be a terrible choice. I know that some people are very against him. I mean, Gerard definitely not. I, don't, I definitely don't want that to happen. I mean, like the, the fact the man that we link with him is strange. In Saudi Arabia, not a chance. <laughs> he's not, not a happen, chance. And he's at Villa. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, fuck him off. No way we have him fucking Stephen Gerrard and off. I think. <laughs> I think that. No I think chance. what. I, yeah, Gerrard's just. We're not even going to entertain the idea. But I think yeah. the good thing is there are an awful lot of options out there at the moment, aren't there? True, if, true. If we'd sat Rooney three or four months ago, there was a period not long ago where there just wasn't really any options, and I know a few clubs were holding on to managers because of that. But you know, there are so many names being banded about at the moment. It's not as if these owners are, are short of ideas. If one doesn't want it. Chances are another one does. Um, so we are very lucky to have a, a, a large number or a large pool of managers to pick from at the moment. Yeah, true. Because if one doesn't work out, there's always that second option. Yeah, precisely. I mean, there's uh, Ralph Hassan as well, obviously, the old um, 
Southampton manager. Not a particular big fan of his. Um, don't think that would be the smartest idea. I think he was. Um, he sort of had the form with Southampton, like how John Eustace did for the last for sort of few months of 2022. Like, just couldn't buy a win, couldn't do nothing, but he just kept his job somehow. I feel like if we were to get him, I'd feel like, I don't know. I don't know what he can offer as a manager just because of his track record at Southampton. I don't know about you guys. Mm, yeah, I, I think he's an interesting, again, Premier League experience, which is is certainly no bad thing. Um, I I wouldn't say no to that one. I know towards the end of his, his time at Southampton, things were really looking poor. Um, but again, I, I think it's always hard to turn down someone with, with Premier League experience because at the end of the day, that's where we want to get to. Mm, no, true. Yeah, I think I agree with that one. Like I said, we need somebody who's proven it in the Championship and at least have some recognition in the Prem. And he does have that. And I think that is what we need right now. And so I wouldn't be fully against it. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, there's a few other names as well. Um, interestingly enough, and this is somebody who I'd have absolutely loved before he went to Uruguay, Marcelo Bielsa. And if you were to ask my brother about this, he would absolutely just go ape shit about this sort of stuff. He loves Marcelo Bielsa. He can't get enough of him. Um, but yeah, he won't. I don't think he would come out of Uruguay, uh -huh. would he? He's got two good of a team going on he's obviously they've qualified for the world cup and he ain't gonna come to the blues at this point mm. is he we've got to go a bit more realistic i've seen uh will stills also being put into the uh, mixer but it's it's also like potter as well i mean i said this in the video i put out a couple of hours ago um there's a release clause that graham potter's got uh that chelsea are not gonna uh i think they have to get it paid off I think because obviously they signed that enormous contract like they have done with so many players this season mm. where they just you know at, at any point they can just sell a player for like a, a fuckload and just get money back for them because of that massive contract so I think the thing is with Potter is it's just not going to happen despite the fact mm. that he would have been the ideal manager to have put in charge when the new owners took over and that would have been like could you imagine a team at this point had we have got Potter in at the start of the season Mm. That would have been amazing. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's why we're in a bit of a sticky situation now because are we just going to get a manager in for the rest of the season or are we still looking, you know, three years' time? Then it means offering another manager a three-year contract. And it's like if it doesn't go to plan again, we just mm. we are caught in a bit of a cycle at the moment. It's <laughs> just and it, it begs the question, what would have happened if we kept Eustace, you know? It's, yeah. it's in everyone's mind. I, I think my biggest fear is that we cannot become Watford. We cannot do the really? Watford motion of four managers a season. We can't be doing this merry-go-round. We need to find stability now. I mean, I have. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm making myself look a mug here because ten minutes ago I went. We need to just find someone to stabilise this season. But we do. But upon the summer, we need to find a permanent. If not now, bring in a permanent to hold it. Yeah, I agree with that. We don't we don't want to be that club that is just insecurely sacking managers. That is not yeah. what we should be about. Yeah, and this is what's so frustrating with the sacking of Eustace because we were in a good position. It's it's one of those where if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I think I still think there was just no need to do it. And I get I get the whole PR and all that stuff, more attention to Birmingham City. Don't get me wrong, I do understand that. I understand that football's, you know, it's not all about the football. Football is a business as well. Um, but still, it's so frustrating. We were doing so well. We had that stability. We It's normally either on the pitch or off the pitch is going on wrong. But the first time at the start of the season, everything was going right. 
And as soon as it started all going well and, and, and dandy, we shot ourselves in the foot and we get rid of Eustace. So, but yeah. however, having said that, we can't keep looking back. What's happened, what's it has happened, the past is the past. We've got to start looking forward to a new manager, whether it will be Eustace, it might be, who knows, but we've just got to focus on getting a good manager in, give him January, give him some money, some investment to build his squad. And hopefully we can start finally pushing ourselves up the up the table. Mm. Don't, yeah. don't get me wrong. I loved, and I know we're going back into a useless debate now. I know where, but I love. Yeah, we'll, no, we can talk about that definitely. Think, Everyone yeah. is talking if, about it in the chat. If, so. if you look at yeah. his, if you do look at his run though, coming into coming into them games before Huddersfield and West Brom, it was an appalling run. In all fairness, like, and I imagine mm. the board, I imagine the board made that decision that he was gone pre Huddersfield. So that decision yeah. was already mm. implemented in place anyway. Like if you take if if he had drawn. If he had drawn both of them games or lost one of them games, we all would have just gone, yeah, right, fair enough. It's probably, you know, the form has dipped here, the form has slipped apart here. I think in comparison to the form we've been in lately, that form wasn't as bad as we perhaps remember it because the games were... we've been crap. Yeah, I mean, the games before... So, obviously, before Huddersfield, when we won 4-1 at home, we'd lost to Norwich the week before 2-0. Uh, then QPR, we drew nil-nil at home. That was a bit of a dull game. We lost to Preston, which we played really well in, but just sort of shot ourselves in the foot on the pitch, really. Watford, we obviously had that ridiculous game with Keith Stroud just being like a moron and, you know, about nine yellow cards. And then um, we drew with Millwall the week before, but we beat Plymouth. Uh, Obviously, that was probably a little bit of a win by the scrape of our teeth and everything. But I don't think we've... Like when you compare like the form that Eustace was in compared to Rooney, and obviously they wouldn't have known this at the time, but like I don't think you know to say that he was sacked before the Huddersfield game, which might be true. Obviously, you know you never know with things like these, but like I don't know, it's hard, isn't it? Because yeah, like you 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 think like it wasn't the form that he was sacked on; it would be the 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 idea that the board had about making the team bigger and more attractive to like. Uh, investors out there i mean and i get that and i do really it's um it's suppose it's like a bit of a backwards thinking mentality on the pitch because you bring in a manager who's not really had the sort of mentality of winning games and everything like a tony mowbray like a steve cooper or someone like that but it's still a bigger name than them obviously because wayne rooney is a global icon really so i don't know it's it's hard to say whether he was sacked on form but I just, I don't know. That's what um, Simon Jordan on Talk Sports has yeah. been saying, isn't he? About autograph hunting, really. But that mm. he's used that term. I think it, it was always in their plans. It was just, it was just the timing of it. And yeah, I think if Rooney proven himself and, you know, was a championship top manager, then we'd all be sat there like, okay, I get it. But even when Rooney first came in, it was like, we kind of understand, but not fully. It's like, we had to go for someone big who was going to get us promoted that season. And I don't know if that was the owners thinking, whether they fought too soon and mm. wanted to get promoted too early. I think they got caught in two minds because everything else is going well, you know, since the owners have come in. And this was just one of their mistakes. And thankfully, they've rectified that early on in the season. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's not been too late, hasn't it? I mean, it's... No. I mean, it's, it's always difficult as well because, like, you can't say, oh, like, after five games, they're going to sack him like they did, like Palace did with, um, what's his face, uh, Frank De Boer. But, like, as well, the 15 games, and we've had two international breaks in that time, I think, as well. So it's a long time, isn't it? I and, mean, like, we appointed oh, yeah. him in yeah. mid-October. 
We've now sacked him in early January. We've won two games in 15 games. It's it's oh, it's bad, isn't it? We've not even lost those games because I will give credit to Gianfranco Zola. The fact that we played decent-ish football under him and we just couldn't win because we, we didn't have the same team that we do oh, now. Yeah. And that's what's absolutely fucking infuriating with this team is the fact that we have a really good team. Like Ethan Laird is easily... A, a Premier League right back, in my opinion. 100%. Uh, he probably he probably has like injury issues that probably holds him back a bit. But all those players would absolutely thrash that Zola team, honestly. And yet, mm. it's just the way that they've played them and everything. But um, yeah, let's get back to some comments. Uh, I saw somebody say Scott Parker earlier. I think actually, what did you what, what did you guys make to that? Mm. Yeah, again, I, I, you know what? <laughs> I'm just so lost at the amount of names being mentioned. Scott yeah. Parker, yeah, I, I think again will be decent. I don't know too much about Scott Parker's um, like track record. I feel like fairly accustomed to most, but Scott Parker, mm. I'm not too. He was a Bruges Did he take Fulham up? Yeah, he did, he, yes. he, he, Joe Bryan got that free kick against. It was Brentford, wasn't it? So mm. he took Fulham up, and I can't remember how he started. When I he think he was poor in Belgium, weren't he? Yeah, again, it's a manager who's, who's taken a club up from the championship and they're always hard to turn down. I mean, we obviously had Karanka who took Borough up and, and look how that worked out. Mm. Scott Parker, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't necessarily say no to. Did well with Fulham, particularly in the championship. I'm not sure how where he's been recently or how he's been getting on. But again, a manager with Premier League experience is, yeah, hard to turn down. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're, get, we're getting to the point, aren't we, where any single football manager around the world now is just going to start getting mentioned somehow to Burnley. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, Pep, Pep, Pep Collette was in the uh, Rusi of a week, do you know what I mean? What's he saying? Yeah, like, he was actually, yeah. Yeah, like... Yeah. I know. He was, I know. Um, he will always go down, in my opinion, as like a really great coach. Just yeah. didn't mm. seem to fit a manager's role. Yeah, um, a good people coach. Yeah, exactly. I think that's why he and Monk works well with that team. Yeah. Because, he did all like the headbutting and all that sort of stuff and trying to get the best out of his players and everything. And then Klossett did all the good technical sides of things and kept the players' morale up and everything. And I think that's why he steadied the ship that season afterwards. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it was a hard season to take. Obviously, losing Monk, losing our captain, losing our striker, losing our best to play playmaker in Jota as well. Uh, but like for what we could have been, like, could you imagine if we'd gone fucking Wayne Rooney at that point, so that type of manager after Gary Monk had been sacked? Jesus Christ, we'd have been in like utter carnage that team. But yeah, I think he's um he he's he wouldn't be like a bad shout for um somebody to bring in because I don't know about you guys, but I feel like Cole and O'Shea have probably been a bigger issue. Really, I don't think they've got on with the players no. or the fans or things because I think we've used this. He was a coach, obviously. He wasn't a manager. But although he did have very good managerial skills, doesn't he? I, I think um, the players got along with him well, didn't they? And they respected him. But really, I think what was good with Eustace was, was his team. And it, it was like a whole team environment, wasn't it? That's how it felt. Yeah. And that the, the clapping at the end of the games and everything was really helpful for that sort of thing as well, even though we weren't playing particularly great at times. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's... Um, yeah, I feel like that's something we could perhaps bring in, like a type of clotet sort of uh, coach to go alongside with a proper big manager like a Steve Cooper or someone like that. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, I mean, in terms of off-the-pitch stuff, in terms of Colin O'Shea, it's tough to know what sort of impact they had or what they were like because there's been so many rumours going around today about behind the scenes, all this sort of stuff, and it's hard to know when you're not in the know sort of thing. Um 
I think mm. with Rooney, it seemed a bit, I don't know, seemed a bit thrown together sort of thing. The whole combination of Cole, O'Shea, Rooney, just different names, yeah. big names who are just... It felt like too much I know Cole, team, Yeah, I know there. Cole was at Derby and everything, but I'd want a manager who's got his set backroom staff that he's had for years or, yeah. and, and has worked with, you know, religiously and, and know exactly what they're doing and, and coming into the club with a plan and an idea because with Rooney, a lot of it seemed to be sort of made up as they went. I mean, I don't know about you. We know how Rooney wanted to play. We know he wanted to play no fear football, possession-based, play out from the back. But if if you weren't told that and you had to watch those 15 games and say, what style of football did Rooney want to play? I couldn't, I couldn't have told you. I'd have had mm. no idea. Um, so whoever comes in, we, they need their set backroom staff, experience, who know what they're doing. Because at the end of the day, I know Rooney, Cole and O'Shea are all new to the managerial and coaching thing. But I said this to my dad earlier, being a player and being a manager are two completely different things. And yeah. no one can tell me otherwise. I, I really, really think, because some people will say, oh, well, if you're a good player, chances are you're going to be a good manager. But I think there's such different roles. And you just don't know how a, a, a player who was at the top of their game for years is going to translate into management. And for Rooney so far, it's certainly not looking great. So, I mean, he had a 13% win rate under us, 26 for DC United, not much more for Derby. I it's think, just not working yeah. for him, is it? I think the problem with managers like Rooney, and I think it works with, there's like Skulls and Neville as well. I think a lot of those older players who are like legends in the game and everything, they get it too easy, in my opinion, starting out as managers, you know, because like, you, you think of other managers and they've had to work their arse off just to get to Blues in the first place, you know, and that type of championship team where they've had to come through the, the rankings and they've learned how to be a manager and a coach. I mean, like, I swear Thierry Henry got his coaching licenses in Wales or something like that in like a day. It's like stuff mm. like that shouldn't happen, you know. You should, like, you earn your medals and everything, you know what I mean? It's like you work your way through it. But I feel like Rooney, obviously, he was... He was a player at Derby and then he's sort of been put into that sort of category where he can then become the head coach. And then that was the idea with John Terry at Villa as well. I think the idea was eventually that after Dean Smith moves out, then they put Terry in charge and then realising that wasn't going to work and things weren't going to work out that way. They moved them both out. And obviously they've had a, a bit of a sticky period with uh, Gerard, who obviously is linked with us. We mentioned that earlier, which we don't want. Um, but like with bringing in Unai Emery like they've worked that out now and Unai Emery's not had easy jobs before obviously I say you know he's been at Arsenal mm. he got ridiculed there so I think managers we need to look at are somebody who's been proven and perhaps the best name out there is probably Tony Mowbray because he's been around the block isn't he yeah I, I wouldn't disagree with that I, I know his brand of football sometimes isn't isn't the most exciting but I, again I if, if if for me the most important thing almost here is I know I said I'd love Premier League experience but if you know the championship like the back of your hand and you've taken teams up and you've worked in those lower divisions I almost think that can be more beneficial than a manager who's done it abroad or in the Premier League if you know the division you are playing in that's got to be a huge advantage so, yeah, someone like Tony Mowbray again. There's so many good options. There, there really are. I said it earlier, but we, we really are spoiled for choice, aren't we? Yeah. No, I think it's good as well because we can take our time with it now and find out who the best choice is. Um, but, yeah, let's have a look at who else, uh, what the chat is saying. Uh, be sure to get some questions in as well. We'll be answering them on the uh, stream and everything. Uh, oh, yeah, actually, we should talk about a few players. Um, so, obviously, Jordan James has been linked with Atalanta today. Uh, huge blow, if it's true. Uh, obviously, Fabrizio Romano has spoke oh. about this. So, oh, there's no. a very reliable source. 
Um, this is a painful one for me, actually, because I'm a big fan of his and a big campaigner of his, really. Um, I've wanted him to play proper football for a while now. I think he's up to the task. And obviously, he's not been up to his usual form lately. Um, I do feel like he's dropped off, but there again, most of the team has. But it'd be it'd be a shame to see him go. But Jamie, you were saying that it'd be good to have like a Butland situation before we start the yeah. podcast, saying that he'd um, go out and yeah. He's so young. Like you're not I'm sorry, Atalanta, but I don't see them buying him to lob him straight into Sarah A football. I just don't. It ain't gonna happen. So why not just send him back for six months and go, look, we're buying him however he's yours till the mm. end of the season. Cool. Like because it just wouldn't. What what would it make sense to sell it? You know what? I could eat my hat here and happily watch him start and play games in Italy, and that'd be fun. And I'd be buzzing for the man because he's mm. he's been a good servant for us even at his young age. He came in at a hard time when we had hardly any midfielders under Bowie, weren't it? And he just played and he did well. So you mm. can't begrudge the guy that he hasn't you know grafted. And even this season under. Under them, 15 games of Dross, we just had to watch. You couldn't deny that JJ tried. When he came to that team, he gave it everything he could. He tried his hardest. And he yeah. gave it a good go. Like He's the one who's put the effort in. But it's painful when you think that we've got a youngish team and he would have been one of their names. You kind of go, right, we should build around JJ. So if we well, do lose fact- him... Yeah, it, it's the fact as well that we just don't change as a football club as well. Because, yeah. I mean, like this is always happening throughout our history. But like... We make a great young player, you know, he's got the world at his feet and everything, you know, Bellingham, Redmond, Gray, Butland, you can even say Joe Hart and Ben Foster obviously have been, you know, couldn't have been the players they were if they didn't have come to us. Um, you know, and, and we just lose them straight away, you know, Jordan J- Jordan Much and Jordan James and, you know, those type of players really. So it's like, we, we don't see any of them, you know, like we've seen absolutely bugger all of Jordan James really, like for the performances he's put in for what a 19 however old he is now not in 20 20 at best like the, to 19. be fair some of the backlash that jordan james got for his performances when oh. he was 17 18 i thought it was oh, shocking. I, jordan james he, he made like 50 blues appearances before like his 18th birthday or his 19th birthday he's i think jordan james has been superb for us since the moment he, he stepped foot on st andrews for the first time i think he's such a valuable asset I, I was controversially in the, on the sort of side of things when Job left that we shouldn't have sold Job. And I know that situation was a bit different because he wasn't mm. getting the game time and he wanted to go, seemingly. Um, but it's such a shame to see us letting go of our, our, our fantastic players, our fantastic young players. Uh, since Jordan James has come in, I think he's been excellent. This season, he's gotten a lot more game time. Pre-season, yeah. he was fantastic, got a couple of goals. Since Rooney's put more trust in, in Jordan James to, to start and he's cemented himself in that front four. He's been excellent, banging in the goals, getting a few assists here and there. Um, I'd be gutted if we lost Jordan James. I think four million, four and a half million is far too low. I think we deserve way more for him. Um, the same, the same case with Jude Bellingham, wasn't it? Fucking yes. hell, we only got twenty odd million for him for the one of the greatest players of his yeah. generation. Yeah, but I guess at the time for for Jude because he was sixteen, it was a bit of a risk. So I can see why the money was lower because as good as he looked at the time, I think we've had this debate slash conversation before. I mean, as good as time, Jude yeah. looked at the time. <laughs> Dortmund were taking a risk in spending 26 million, which is a lot of money on a 16 year old. And it couldn't have worked out. It obviously did in the end and he's become as big as he has. Um, mm. But for, for Jordan James, I've, as I said, four millions, it's, it's too low. It's far too low for a 19 year old. Who's, who's been a, a consistent championship player for a couple of years now. Um, oh. he, we deserve more than four million. It's, it'd be uh, so unfair if we got less, to be honest. If, yeah, true. If that, 
if that is the true figure, and I mean the goat that is Fabrizio has said it himself, there wants to be some fucking interesting salon clause bullshit in there. There wants to be some clauses and some fees going on there. Because if we are yeah, losing someone of that stature for four and a half million, and it's Euros, isn't it? It's not even Sterling. So it's going to be even lower, surely. Is, is it lower or higher Euros? I can't remember. Euros that. is just lower, I think. Just lower, yeah. Yeah, so it would be like 3.8 if he goes for 4 million. Then it's I pittance. Yeah. Absolute mm. joke, that is. That is painfully like there's got to be like some big salon clause there's got to be international appearance clause there's got to be goals playing in Chelsea. Or, or, there's got to be ways we get money in for this you're always john morell is maybe alluding to like maybe to avoid financial fair play issues that mm. could be something up there because obviously i mean i know it ticks around at the end of the season um but there's also you know is, is it i don't know is it worth doing it at this early point I mean, we're pretty good at that at the moment, really, just jumping the gun on things when we could be um, getting a bit more for him. But, yeah, I don't know. It might be. Uh, I think I think the, the owners already come out and said, didn't they, that they weren't going to splash the cash in January mm. unless there's outgoings. So I don't know if this is playing into their thoughts and they've received an offer and thought, if we're building for the future. Yeah, but yeah. then again, when you're trying to sell a 19, 20-year-old for 4 million, it's like... We ain't gonna get a better replacement for four mil. And he know. is the future, isn't he? That's the issue, though, yeah. isn't it? Like, I mean, mm. I know I read this earlier, and I can't remember who said it, so I didn't really believe much of it. But someone basically was saying to me that, from what they've heard, so I don't again, don't take my word for it, is that we're doing that. We're going to use that money to activate the release clauses of drama and Iowa, so we have mm. unlocked two loans, like loan spaces now for this January. Window. Drama, I'd take drama. I wouldn't 100%. take Iwu, really. Yeah. I think that Kevin Long and even Mark Roberts actually have played better than him in these last few games. And if he is this ball-playing centre-back, well, I'm sorry, I ain't seen any of that, to be honest, really, because him playing at right-back, fair enough, you know, it's not his natural position or his intended position. But I'd take Sanderson and Long over Sanderson and Iwu, honestly. And obviously, Dion's club captain. But even he's not been playing that greatly lately. But um, yeah, I'm not a great fan of Iwu's. I know you tries and everything but like i don't know for a loan spell as well i'd prefer to send him back if anything and then just get somebody else in who's going to do the same really but yeah i mean like i think the thing is with jordan james like four million like for a player of his standards can we not be a bit more like west brom sort of attitude and just keep hold of him for a bit rather than just going right a four million oh yeah we're gonna have to do it. unless he wants to go then why are we accepting four million quid for him like that is so mm -hmm. low it's ridiculous I think, like, to be fair um, I was going to say, the only thing that was good under Rooney was Jordan James actually got a consistent spell in the team. Mm. Uh, even under Eustace, he, he didn't really play back-to-back -back games very Eustace, often. Yeah, Eustace was the one who played in the yeah. least. That, that's the thing so that really frustrated at least, me. At least it's proven that, you know, JJ can be, you know, the player to bring this club forward if he decides to stay. And I think for four mil, we have got to try everything. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Everything to try and keep hold of yeah, him. definitely, yeah. Because yeah. I think for four mil, like, we, like I said, we're not going to get replacement. Mm. And unless it's financial fair play, that, but that's the only reason why we would accept that. Yeah, exactly. Didn't he just pen a fucking contract in the last couple of months? Or am I being a div here? Mm. Hasn't uh, he recently not... signed a contract? 
I don't think so. Well, I'm thinking of the other youth players. I know a few it might have been Alfie Chang. Alfie Chang signed one. Yeah. I'm willing to be wrong. Sorry. I think George Hall signed one recently as well, did he not? I think we, that, that that was the issue with all of them at the start because obviously we had George Hall, Joe Bellingham, JJ, mm. and it was like all these talents. We we couldn't have kept all of them. So we got rid of mm. Joe for what was it, three mil or something. Mm. And yeah. I think we can't we can't let JJ go as well. Oh, we've already yeah. let one go. So I think we need to keep hold of James now. Yeah, fucking one person who definitely can go back is Ollie Burke. It's something Dang, a lot man. of people are saying. I'm saying it, yeah. Shit in the bed, honestly. He's been the... fucking appalling since he's come in. I, I, I know I'm going off on a bit once tonight, but Jesus nah. Christ. Uh, he, he, late yesterday, like, all he did was, as soon as the ball <laughs> went forward because we ran out of ideas, he did that stupid hop, skip and jump. And the ball just flew over his head every single time. It's like, mate, come on, just do something other than that. But he, really? he he's not a striker. He's not a winger. Send him back. He's a waste of a loan space. Same if I were, I'd send him back as well. Pace. He is just pay. Right, I'm telling you all now, if Burke wasn't fast, he'd not play in the Vanarama National League. Yeah. I don't care what anyone <laughs> says. He is literally... I don't understand how you can have that much pace and the worst first touch I've ever seen on a football. Like, it's awful. He's a bit like Lecco in that way, I suppose, isn't he? You leave He's just Lecco like... alone. No, am I, am I not allowed to talk about Jonathan Lecker anymore? <laughs> you leave Lecadini all alone, Mason. Oh, I know. He tried. But that's the thing. But uh, Peter Falk Lecco has just scored at least. Well, yeah, true, actually. That is a good point. But he did have more time to score. It took him ages to score as well. But like Peter's saying in the comments here, though, like Rooney loved playing Burke. And like that, that's the thing. Like when he was in his first game, Rooney, like with Middlesbrough and everything, didn't he start? Or I swear he put some weird team outs. And it was like, We've just beaten West Brom. We're on a fairly decent run of form. We've just scored seven goals in our last two games. And you stick in like players who are just not in the form that they are. And, uh, you know, Burke probably could have done a little bit better under Eustace. Uh, obviously, it was a bit of a weird sign to make. It was quite a last-minute one as well, though, wasn't it? But, like, I think the players who Rooney has tried to favour upon in the times like Burke and Iwu haven't worked because he's tried to come up with a different way of playing and you know, whether Eustace would have implemented them differently because obviously I would didn't get like a, a proper run of games until uh, Rooney came in. Obviously, uh, Eustace played him a little bit off the bench. But yeah, it's, he, he made some fucking strange decisions, Rooney did. I yeah. really don't get it. Yeah, I think part of it was at the start, certainly experimenting with the team in in the last three, four, five games. It's, we started to see a more consistent lineup, didn't we? I think Burke has just not worked out at Blues, has he? And it's a shame because there's actually is a good footballer in there. He was sold for thirty million pounds. He did quite well at Forest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the frustrating thing is there is a good footballer in there. Yeah, that is true. Where? It's just not worked at Birmingham. Where? Well, this is the thing. It's just it's just not worked at Birmingham. We've 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 seen a few examples of that. And and Doy prior to coming to Blues was was doing so well in League One. He comes oh. over and it just doesn't work. So it's, for whatever reason, it's it just hasn't worked. <laughs> I've legitimately heard West Brom fans say he. I have heard West Brom fans say he's the fucking worst signing in history. He is their worst signing. I've Who, heard West Burke Brom fans say that. Oliver Burke. They have literally oh, said yeah. he is their worst signing in history. Mm. Mm. No, I get what you mean though, Zach. Like there is a decent player in there somewhere because obviously mm. he's been at Bremen. He was obviously when he came through at Forest, he was looking good. He just good. he just can't find a position in my opinion though it was a bit like Adams before he had his breakthrough season I remember my dad turning to me it might have been at Forest actually when he scored his first goal that season just saying to me like 
what is he? Is he a winger? Is he an attacking midfielder? Mm -hmm. Is he a, a striker? It's like he's got all this potential, and yet, like, he doesn't seem to ever get many goals. And then he went on and scored twenty-two goals. So, um, more of those comments, Dad, you can speak into project, speak it into existence. But uh, I think he was just a rush signing, weren't he? Like, mm. oh, I think we are we are a bit short even now, especially if Stansfield goes back to Fulham and they sat him, they'd be left mm. with Duke and Hogan again. And it's like, then then where do we go? And Hogan's looking to leave as well. Yeah, Hogan be good to get. I seen that he was on like a loan and then. To run out his contract and then perch at the end of the season and it, um then it's like where do we stand then we back you know duke he he, he can't do it he is past it you know and it's like yeah who do we do do we sign someone and then to sign a good striker we ain't got the money and i think mm. that um i did say over christmas that dixon was meant to be training with the first team weren't he? Mm. and um i'm not sure whether he will get a chance now but yeah, something needs to happen in the striker position. Mm, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. I think, I think, let's have a quick answer of some questions because um, we probably have been missing a few off. Uh, let's go through a few of these. Uh, let's have a look. Uh, okay, yeah. Uh, surely Eustace should get his team back. Uh, this is obviously arguing for Eustace to come back. Uh, remarkable, we are even discussing other names. He's still on the payrolls. Good point, actually. Uh, should never have lost his job. Give him his team back, surely. How could you argue it? I mean, he's not on the payroll, but we're paying his contract off, I imagine, aren't we, from sacking him? Uh, to be honest, the, the main thing about that is I don't think he would want it. You, you yeah. wouldn't want to come back to a team. And mm -hmm. even if he did, he knows he's getting sacked again at the end of the season. And I think mm -hmm. that, that is the biggest Unless you do point, turn yeah. around to him and give him like something to go for this yeah. time, you can't turn around and go, listen, how many points run at the minute? Let's say, for example, I won 57 points by the end of the year. If you can do that, job's yours, lad. Cool. Uh, get, me safe, get me safe by April. Get me safe by April. Cool. I, yeah, I, I don't think there's any incentive in the world that would make John Eustace want to come back. I, I couldn't no. blame him. He was, he was fobbed off for a bigger name and it hasn't worked. And I bet he's probably sat at home laughing. And who can blame him because we shouldn't have made the decision to sack him. We did and it's all gone wrong. So I'd love Eustace back. I've said how much I like him as a manager, but I can't see a world in where he'd, he'd want to. No. Yeah. Simple as that. Although I did see just then that he has done an article with Football League World. So, or maybe, I, I don't know, maybe he is interested in coming back. So, yeah. I mean, the other players that people are interested in talking about, obviously Junior Dixon is um, someone yeah. Blues Academy has been promoting a lot lately. He's been fantastic in the under-21s, is it, Zach? Uh, Junior Dixon? Mm. Yeah, yeah, been been scoring the goals for them. Yeah, I'm, I'm and I was just going to say actually prior to that, I, I'm I'm glad Ramel Donovan's got his chance because he was looking mm. brilliant in the in the youth setup, and that's probably one of two positives that have come from Rooney is that Ramel Donovan's got his chance, and and when he came on against um uh, uh not Bristol City the one before that Tuesday midweek, uh, who was that again? Okay. Yeah, Stoke. Yeah, um, obviously contributed heavily to that goal, didn't he? Mm -hmm. Um, and every time he's come on, he's looked you know, really, really strong. Um, so, yeah, I think Ramel Donovan getting some first-team action is, is thoroughly deserved. Yeah. We will we will answer some of the uh, other questions. So, I've seen there's a few super chats as well. Sorry, I'm doing all this um, moderating by myself at the same time. Uh, so, FPL and Ezo will... Um, well, I think we'll answer that question towards the end, actually. It's a good question to sort of end, actually. Uh, it's just like a good sort of rounding um, question to finish off the podcast with, maybe. Um, 
yeah, I don't know. I feel like with players like Junior Dixon and Ramel Donovan, George Hall, Alfie Chang when he comes back, um, you know, and some of the other players who are you know, obviously like championship approved, but like they're not entirely too experienced yet, like Ethan Laird. Tyler Roberts, who played well against Leeds, I thought he was, you know, showing some grit. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I feel like a manager like a Rowett or a, a Mowbray would would suit the team. And that's the thing that I really, really want to emphasise, actually, if anything. It's the fact that we need to put the team first again, you know. Forget about the name and the brand and everything. The brand don't grow if the team don't grow and the fans don't come then. And then, you know, the business is gone, you know. So what we really need is the football that we all appreciate, you know, that we all enjoy and something that's going to get us wins and something that's going to be entertaining at the same time. In all honesty, at this current stage, I can't think of a better name than Gary Rowett because people will be tossing and turning with things like uh, if we get Steve Cooper in, if we get Tony Mowbray in. But we've had we've had Gary Rowett before, so he understands the team. He gets some of the players as well because he, you know he's worked with Duke before. He's probably worked with a few other players as well in his time as manager as well. Um, so he could probably get a tune out of them. I'm, I swear he's worked with Ollie Burke as well at Millwall. So like, there's well, there's, there's opportunities yeah. there for him. And 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 Paul Robinson will likely come with Gary Rowett, who's, oh, who's you know Robert. obviously good he's experienced at Millwall. We good all love Robert, Robert yeah. Blues, so <laughs> it'd, it'd be it'd be good to have him back. But it's sort of for me the same situation with Eustace. Why why would he want to come back when he was sacked and, and doing a good job? It, 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 to be fair, it's a counter that argument actually and play devil's advocate. I think the fact that it was different owners back then may, may be a bit different to the Eustace situation mm. with the, the same owners having sacked Eustace, definitely not. But I guess with the Rowett situation, it's a new group now. He might yeah. have a bit more trust into him. Um, so yeah, the, potentially Rowett might want to come back. Yeah. I mean, I would personally, my ideal one to come back would be Gary Monk. <laughs> Because obviously, my I can already hear my dad and my brother laughing at me for saying that. But um, like I I just loved that team, you know, and I thought we were great. You know, we were so ex- exciting to watch. But I I think he would probably work as well. But if he if he did carried on this sort of managerial career, but he's never been anywhere else since Sheffield Wednesday after he left us. So yeah. Rowett has at least been in a job this year or in the last few months. So yeah, I think he's out of the two, obviously the better one, really. But yeah, he, I mean, he's a, he's a people are saying that obviously he's a boring manager and everything. I don't know what what obviously I didn't really keep up with the Blues at that time. I was sort of like drifting in and out of the results at the time because obviously it was the owners and everything was crap. So I just started to stop going for a bit. So I don't know what I don't really remember much of Rabbit football. I think. I think I, I I think Wright would play a similar sort of style to what we saw when he was at, at Blues and recently at Millwall, and it's probably not the most exciting football. Having said that, it, apart from the sort of end of his his time at Millwall, it, it was a, a system that got results. Mm. Um, I think a lot of managers in the Championship prefer a more defensive style of football, given the physicality of the league. Um, I think if we did get Rowett, that's probably going against the start, uh, the um, the owners want for no fear football. I'm not saying you know Rowett's players look scared when they had the ball, but it is a more defensive sit back style of football, um, and, and let the team sort of keep the ball and and and, and sit mm. back a bit. So for me, that's probably something the owners don't want and aren't going for in Rooney. They wanted an attacking manager who played attacking football and it, it didn't quite work, did it? So mm. whether Rowett is is the man that the owners want to have at the club, I, I, I 
I think he's probably not. Yeah, I think, I think that that's the big one. It's whether the owners back down on their word of wanting to play this attacking football. Because you've seen us under Monk, Eustace, you know, Rowett. They were all defensive-minded like managers and we were built from the back. And mm. obviously, Rooney never worked out. Zola never worked out. And it's like, do they go with someone who's proven to be solid at the back and get us through this season? But then will someone take it if they want to move on at the end of the season? It's like, like I've, I've said throughout this podcast, it's we are caught in two minds, whether we look short term just for now or we still want to go in this you know, attacking football. Mm. I mean, I would, sorry, I would say though really quickly that I don't think that the owners are all for this possession most for. I think that was yeah. Rooney, Rooney's idea yeah. that was. So I think that what they really want is football that they know as a business people are going to come and watch which I have no idea why they appointed Wayne Rooney for that job, you know, and obviously I get the name, but if that's the only reason that he was really appointed and not because that John Eustace was going through a really bad spell, it wasn't like he'd lost 15 on the bounce or anything ridiculous like that, like he had done with, um, or or was in like a really bad run of form, obviously he didn't lose 15 on the bounce, fuck me, (laughs) I'd be absolutely kicking off if we'd lost 15 on the bounce, but like he was doing bad towards the start of 23, but then Obviously, we didn't have the time or anything to replace him at the time. So he obviously kept his job. But, you know, like if that was the only reason that Rooney was put in, you know, fair enough. Like, not fair enough, sorry. Like, fair enough. Like, you want to sat Eustace for this sort of change, like a bigger name manager, and you want attractive football that people will pay to come and watch and will be there all the time for. Why Rooney? You know, why not a bigger man, bigger manager or something like that? So, yeah, I don't think that they buy into Rooney's football. I think they bought no. into the idea of what it could have offered them as a business. And look, Gary Cook is not interested as like a football manager, is he? You know, he's a businessman at the end of the day. And I think people have been putting too much stick on him lately for having too much of the sort of how the football is played, really. And he, he doesn't, he doesn't, he's not got any say in that at all, has he, really? Let's be honest. Like he's he's just here for the business for the Blues. And that was absolutely evidence at the, the open house. That's why he set us in different groups and he got Rooney to do the you know the sessions with uh, uh, Carter and Gardner and uh, Hope Powell as well so it was just away from all the other talk then. So I've said this before when it comes to Mr Cook and I'll say it again he he was the one who was there when Man City started the global dominance he yeah. also was in the Saudi league the man in terms of a business knows what he's doing let him be even if this was his influence to bring in Rooney he's made a mistake okay cool but let's take all the great stuff that Nighthead's done since mm. they took over this football club. And yeah, okay, it's happened. Everyone makes mistakes. Everyone learns from their mistakes. It's okay. We're Birmingham City and we make mistakes all the bloody time anyway. It's okay. <laughs> These things happen. But listen, the man knows what he's doing and I'm sure he wants the best of this club. A boo-boo happened. It's happened now. There's not a lot we can do about it. We've just got to get on with it and move on now. Rooney's gone and 99, if not 98% of fans got what they wanted this morning, which was Wayne Rooney as part of the company with Birmingham City. Cool, mm-hmm. it's done. Let's look to the future and let's bring in a new manager and let's just full send it now and let's get through this season. Because we have got to still be careful. We have still got FFP over us and it's one of them suspended sentences, isn't it, on FFP point deduction? Yeah, so if is, we do yeah. piss about, we will get drop points. Mm-hmm. So we need to... We need to be a bit careful as well. And this is, it is what it is. It's happened. We tried, it failed. Cool, fine, whatever. 
bring in another manager, bring me some stability, and let's move on. Yeah, so I think, a, oh, sorry, carry on. I was just going to say, the sacking of Rudy actually showed what Cook was about. You know, it could have been quite easy if he was a stubborn businessman to say, no, I made this decision, it's going to work out. And thankfully, he obviously does know some... He knows what it's about to be a football man as well, not just a businessman, because he obviously seen the results weren't happening. He's seen the disconnect from the players and the fans as well. So at least Gary Cook made a decision now, and it was the right time to make the decision just before the transfer window. And if you're not, if you're saying he's just a businessman, he wouldn't have done that. So at least he he, he can show that he's a football man as well as a businessman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that is true. Um, although I, I don't know, it, it's it's hard to say, obviously, from looking on the outside, really. But yeah, I mean, obviously, he would have made the final decision on Sasakim. So uh, it's an interesting time. Um, but we are going to finish up in about ten minutes, I reckon. Uh, so we'll get your last questions in into the comments. We're going to be blasting through a few of those, uh, but very quickly, uh, just whilst those comments are coming through, guys, I want to go quick fire. Who do you want in? Go. The dream I'll start. Steve Cooper, isn't it? Yeah, sorry, Steve sorry, Zach. No, Please Steve Cooper, mate, sorry. you said it for me. You said it for me, Steve Cooper. Two, That's two the Steve dream. Coopers. I Come think Cooper, Cooper to be dreaming, but let's all do a realistic one as well. I'd probably say Mowbray. Yeah, I mean, it, we, yeah. we want Steve Cooper. It's probably going to be Neil Warnock, but we want Steve Cooper. <laughs> I mean, to yeah. be fair, I wouldn't say no for the means alone. I'd want, I want Neil. Oh, oh, bye, Jamie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've seen somebody just said, well said, Jamie, as he blacks out on the screen. Sorry, sorry. someone's trying to call me. Like, I'm on my phone and I'm on Do you not know I'm on a podcast? Literally, I'm not on uh, Brilliant. Yeah, uh, yeah. Lee, Lee Carsley as well, I wouldn't say no to. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Hassan Hootel as well, people were saying that. Um, I'm not a big fan just, of that idea. Yeah, no. I'm not a fan either. Not inspired by it. I don't mm. think it'll be big because, like with Cooper, like he's only just been promoted, isn't he? I think that f- sort of raw energy is still there. He's kept the team in the fucking Premier League as well in that time. So I feel like people. Oh, goodbye, Jamie again. Um, people would be really appreciative <laughs> of that sort of stuff. Um, Warnock as well. Obviously, I think that's a different style. I think if you were to go for Warnock, it'd be like um, hello, Jamie. Uh, I think if if you're going to appoint Warnock, it would be end of the season uh, contract. And keep us in the division. That's yeah. the only type of thing I'm expecting from that. He's uh, not just... from being in the bin. They were in the bin last year when he took them over. Yeah, but I don't want that. You know, I don't think we are relegation. We're just halfway through the season at the moment. So I think you get Steve Cooper in, like bigger name and bigger manager, really. I think we can push back up towards the yeah. top of the table, not See, just, sort of, not just sort of hover yeah. above. Even, even after, you know, the results we've been on, I think to separate us as sixth, it's like 12 points. Or something like that so mm. it's not a massive difference you know you string a few victories together and you know we'll be in mid-table so i think yeah i don't i think this what i mean i don't want a short-term manager because he doesn't yeah. give any faith to them to do a job or the players because it's like no one knows what what will happen again next year and yeah yeah now's not the time with the window having just opened as no. well Maybe. but to to, to just counter your point, I, I still I am still concerned that we could be, you know, fighting this season for our lives because we're only five or six points off the drop. And as, as you said, Ben, you know, a few victories and, and we're mid-table, but a few victories for Rotherham QPR Wednesday, 
it's a different story. And we said at the end of last season, like midway through the season, we'll, we'll be fine this season. And then would you look look at what happens when another yeah. battle? Sheffield Wednesday beat Hull three one hmm. the other day. If I don't these, know though. I think I think we just can worry about ourselves though. That's the thing because I think we've yeah. got good enough players to win enough games. I think we can beat Stoke in the reverse fixture. I think we can win uh, against Swansea at the week uh, next weekend. Uh, I think we can beat Hull in the cup as well. I think I don't think we need to worry about the team too yeah. much. It's just as long as we get the right guy in, then he'll just he'll win us games and we'll go yeah. back up towards the mid-table section, which I think will be acceptable for the season. Yeah. I think now. if we if we get any proven manager and his backroom staff. With a full transfer window, I think all that should get us safe, mm. and we'll I think be, that yeah. is what we need. We'll, we'll be just, okay. I don't yeah. think we're gonna. We won't be in danger of going down. I really don't think so. I think, like you said, Tommy, this squad is too good. It's the problem is, is eighty percent of the squad is actually made of like paper mache. That's the other issue <laughs> we've got though at the minute. Is they are literally like one one bad shoulder barge and someone's out with a dislocated shoulder for six months. You know what I mean, like you gotta be. Super careful, and you know, if Rowett wants to play this, if we did ever bring Rowett in, he played this aggressive big boy football that we just hoofed up to the striker. We're gonna have 17 injuries a week, and it ain't gonna happen. Well, I don't know with Djukovic because he could literally have a 10 ton oh, yeah. put on his head, and he'd still be all right. I mean, how many but times have we seen Djukovic basically? He'll let it back. Djukovic basically, <laughs> Djukovic basically practices Brazilian jiu jitsu every week, so he just gets ripped to the ground and like choke hold, and then the ref just goes, Now nah, you're right. Don't worry about it. Maybe, maybe he'll be manager to the end of the season. Playing wow, manager, give me you know? to the end that. of the season. Subs himself on, I've had enough of this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have also, a couple of other really quick ones. Paul Heckingbottom, obviously, in the mix mm. as well. Rafa Benitez, I uh, don't know about that one. Uh, no. I wouldn't be particularly too pleased with that one. It, knowing where we're going as well, we're sort of trying to get back towards the top of the table. I don't think Benitez would be the best choice, in my opinion. Um, obviously, people are saying Eustace as well to get him back in. Uh, and obviously, there's always stuff about Graham Potter if some miracle, Not some chance. massive payout or not. But I just don't think it's going to happen. And Jesse Marsh, nah, I'm not up for that. But um, yeah, we will answer the last question before we leave uh, from FPL Ease. I, can't, I don't know how to pronounce I'm not even going to butcher the attempt. Who um, says the best three players for Blues in 2023 is Bielik up there? So he wants uh, to keep that one up. He, but Bielik was up there until Wayne Rooney stepped through the door of Birmingham City. And I don't know what happened to Bielik. I don't know if the ghost of Derby had like bitten him or something, but my God, like I felt so bad for him them last these last two months of Bielik just needs to forget ever existed in his football what, career because what, what I would say though there. is he was he was pretty poor when he came back after the World Cup. Mm, he did have that true. smell of games where he was poor and obviously maybe it's just because he was trying his hardest to get into the Polish team and then at the end he just but he yeah he does go through spells. I mean mm. if you go in top three I don't see how Lee Buchanan's name isn't mentioned. Lee Buchanan. Yeah. I think a lot of the signs... Definitely this season, yeah. If, if, I had to say, class. if I had to say my three, I'd say, from this season anyway, I'd say Stano, Dembele and Jordan James. Those would be my yeah. three. I if you're talking in terms of the whole year, so the January to December, yeah. I'd have Austin Trusty up there. Yeah, the good, yeah, for sure. For sure. Good shout. Good shout. Uh, Manny <laughs> <laughs> nah, as much as I do like him, even I'm brave enough to admit when he's not doing very well. 
Nah, not long ago, mate. Not long ago. Um, uh, what a shame. Don't, don't get a bite. I hope we don't do the same that we did with um, Longello with like Aru because Longello was on loan, weren't he? He did, he did a semi decent job and then we signed him. And I hope we don't do that with Aru. Like, yeah, right. Uh, Whoever. I really hope. Whoever at West Ham United Football Club convinced us that we have to pay a money sum for this man needs a promotion instantly. And no, he's instant trying to promotion. I'm just sitting here quietly. You've been good for not taking the bait like yeah, I have. I have. I'm sitting You've here quietly. You've very good. Yeah. I'll wait for the longer long conversation to pass on and then I'll he just, again. He just needs to be more forward. That's my only thing. Well, I'm not getting into a Manny Longello debate today. So the only thing I'll say is he doesn't, he shouldn't be at left back. Play, play more forward. Cool. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Also, people are saying that Reda Kadra and uh, Suriki oh, Dembele, yeah. of course, but he it's was crazy. good for us. I mean, he was in yeah, a Kadra very poor team towards the end of the season, though, as well, wasn't he? Mm, what would you yeah. say on Sanderson then, becoming captain? I don't think he's captain material. I don't yeah. think he I think but he's. Would, decent. would you say he's been one of the best this 2023 or now? Hannibal? Not this year, no. I don't think so. I think he was okay when he came in. Uh, last season like towards the start of last season yeah i think trusty was the more consistent i think i was a bit more frustrated we didn't go for him than sanderson yeah, obviously Sanderson's obviously cheaper yeah but he's still good on his day you know you can't knock him but i don't think the style of football rooney's implemented because they've put so much pressure on the back line haven't they? in mm-hmm. terms of playing out from the back and moving the team forward from that sort of way I don't think he was that bad when it just came to him on the odd occasion and he yeah. just played it through to the middle, but putting so much pressure on it. And the amount of times, like obviously Rooney has been sacked now, but I'm still going to go on this rant. The amount of times that we had the ball yesterday, and this goes over all the games that Rooney's been in charge with, that we had the ball in the middle of the pitch. We had a fucking counter-attack on at one point. So Rieke Dembele plays it into, I think it's Sunich or somebody. But because they know the style of football they're trying to implement, and obviously they can't go forward, so they think they've got to play back, and they played it all the way back to John Ruddy. I was just like, oh, come on, we had a counter-attack going. What are we doing? Honestly, it was so infuriating. So I'm just, thank God that football is over, really. But I think I do think that Deion Sanderson has been getting a bit of a hard rap, really, with mm-hmm. the Rooney football. Watch Dion turn up now. I'm telling you now. They'll all turn up. Dion Sanderson will be like Prime Maldini next weekend. Then we'll all be like, what's going on here? What's happening here then? They've wanted this decision. I I don't blame them as well, really. Like, you can tell on their faces. Like, they just, they didn't want to play that football. They were happy with playing the football that Eustace was trying to get them to play, which was too late, let's be honest. And I think, though, that players like Sanderson, who was good in the start of last season... Obviously, if we had Austin Trusty in this team as well, I think that team would be like levels above, really. Um, obviously, he's now playing in Sheffield United, who's a you know a big you know in a Premier League team, you know. But you know, it, it's hard to say now, really. So I don't know. It's we've got to just get wins and pull a team together that we know can play well on the pitch. But um, yeah, we've we've completely forgot about our list because somebody has just said um, John Ruddy should be in the top three. And that's I mean, a last, solid se- la- last season and until Rudy walked in, yes. But yeah. mm-hmm. I'm going to keep throwing this one out there until I get an answer. Hannibal Medjury. Where yeah. would we all stand on Hannibal Medjury? Uh, yeah, he's, right he's up there for sure. I, is, mean, the is, path, I, I mean, in terms of bringing him back as well, I'm not just oh, mean how it was true. last year. He's not yeah. playing at United. Why not? He, 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 is Why getting not? A, he is getting a few minutes at United, to be fair. He is, yeah. he is he, he's, he's got the one or two start. I, I think Man United wanted 15 million for him and that's not happening, is it? So. 15? 
I think that yeah, I think they wanted something ridiculous for him. I think it was twelve to fifteen million. It was some. It was a stupid. Why well, can't we demand that for Jordan James? <laughs> they valued him well out of our price range. Put it that way. Even to the point where I think I think Dortmund were maybe were talking about him, but they were. Put yeah, I remember that now. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. So there's yeah. As much as I'd love Hannibal back, there's no way he would come back. Not for that oh. price anyway. But um, yeah, he, he he's a shout for the top three for sure. So who are we going for then? We'll do it really quickly. Who are you thinking? Oh, Bielik, Bu- no, Bielik Buchanan. Oh, it's, oh, it's tough because when you can, I, I think this <laughs> season is easy. Maybe mm. I'd have Ruddy because is... that's. I don't think we'd be Ruddy anywhere now. without him, and we really if we do a top five. This is easy. If we did a top five, this would be so much nicer. I would have Backer in my list as well. Backer. I know he's yeah, oh, that's the underrated shout. He's been sure. he's been very consistent, and the positions he's played in, you know, he's yeah. done jobs at right back. Yeah, didn't Maybe someone actually, didn't yeah. someone put it on Facebook the other day, or I saw it online somewhere? Say back has played in pretty much every position, bar yeah. goalkeeper and centre half this year. Yeah, yeah. Not the he's man has really done a job last year. I think yeah. he he does get criticised a lot. Just his like manner as on the pitch, he he always looks I mean, not interested, but he does he, he is interested and he does put in a shift. So. Yeah, I'll do you know what I don't get? Back, is people, yeah. people say all the time, I hear people all the time, Backer's lazy. Yeah, and I watch him, yeah, I'm like, he's, he's, he's yeah. ran low. <laughs> I, know he's a, I know sometimes he can be a div and he can do a spin and he'll lose the ball and we'll get counted on. But that's what you get with back. Clearly, yeah, yeah. Rooney said to him, you are good enough. Play that football. You do mm-hmm. you. I mean, we, how many times last year did we say he's our most technically gifted footballer at this club? Yeah. He's now got yeah, better yeah. players around him, arguably. Dembele, yeah, no, good point. I mean, Koji Miyoshi is another one. He needs the next manager that comes in. I want Miyoshi beyond the strike. I haven't even thought about him, actually. Koji <laughs> Miyoshi is such a good footballer when he's not isolated on the right wing against some big shit house left back. Yeah, Put him, be him the beyond center, the striker. Right. Like he's so good when he's beyond the striker. And I know that divides opinions, but I like Miyoshi. I think he's I think he's a good little I can't footballer. believe people don't like him. That's that's yeah. even more mm-hmm. news to me. I think it's just that that type of play, you know, we've tried with like Villalba and Crowley. And you know, they have good spells, but they just they never seem to work out. And I completely get what you mean, yeah. I'm mm-hmm. hoping with Miyoshi he does actually turn up and suit English football and we haven't seen that yet because he, he still gets pushed off the ball easily it's only when he's got time and space he, he makes stuff happen yeah but then under my argument for that was under Eustace you know when he was playing beyond the striker and he'd be yeah, on that yeah. half turn the amount of times yeah. he was on that half turn he'd just go through yeah. and you were like mm. that's class like, yeah he should under, always play in the 10 always play in the 10 that's what I mean under Rooney he's getting put on the right wing he's being asked to take the ball in close proximity when he's got two people tracking him down and then he's got, he, bear in mind, for the first bit, he was great because he had Ethan Laird who could bomb over yeah, and over. Yeah. The last couple of games, he's had Iwo, who, as we learned from Stoke, and it's not his fault, he's, he's being told to play that way, but if you're not quick enough to get back, don't fucking go forward because yeah. all three goals against Stoke, arguably, are full-back errors, and yeah. it's painful to watch. Mm. Yeah, so I, I think I would go top three-wise. I'll go. I'll base it off players we literally couldn't survive without this season. So I'll go John Ruddy, Austin Trusty, and Jay Stansfield, because without those three players, I don't think we'd have been anywhere. I think we could have even been in League One if we'd not had John Ruddy. I, yeah, I, I don't disagree. Ruddy with that was class. Either. Ruddy. I mean, we're all forgetting that Kevin Long came out of nowhere as well last year. Like he started yeah. off abysmal, and then even the start. I mean, someone said to me. I think it was my cousin. I think Justin said to me earlier on the phone. He was like. Until the Bristol game last week, he was still in like the top stats for defending this season. Yeah. He's been injured yeah, he for two it. months. 
Ethan Hicks. on the bench, Bruni. Well done. Good choice. I, <laughs> like, what's going on? Like, he's, he's so good. Oh, I don't, I, I'm, I'm, sleep, I'm done. I'm literally outspoken now about how confused I am about what's just happened. Yeah. This I think like, I'm just, to wrap this podcast up, football and blues, let's be honest, is a very simple game. You know, all the fans want pretty much the same thing, apart from like the odd tiny adjustments in the player here and there. But it's just exciting football that the fans can get up off their feet at and have a bit of a shout out because everybody and i don't care who you are you could be the most conservative person in the world you can be very calm as you, if you're a blues fan and if you see michael kiftenbeld go through the back of somebody you're up off your seat <laughs> and you are going mental at it you go go on son get stuck Bris in bristol at home last friday bristol at home last friday for example we had a 15-minute spell where we actually played good football against Bristol. What instigated yeah. that moment was Ivan Sunjic clattering someone on the halfway line. Ivan exactly. Sunjic snapping someone on the and halfway line. And look how much better we were for that on, period. Got all the fans on their feet. So all we want, all I don't know, I can't speak for every Birmingham fan who's watching this live, so guys, call me out if I'm wrong, but all I want personally, win or lose, I just want to know that my team gave everything Leicester City, I applauded them off the pitch of that 3-2 yes. loss because like, you yeah. boys gave everything. It switched the 2-2. Two -two. You boys gave everything for 70 minutes and ran out of stamina at the end. And that's yeah. okay. It happens. You were playing second in the league. That's all we want is just effort, graft, and, and just graft. Grind out results if you've got to grind out results. But just give everything on that pitch. That's mm. all I want. I, I miss having that Clifton Bell. I love having that Evans to just absolutely write someone up in the middle of the park if they're not doing well. You get angry. Ivan doesn't wake up until he snaps on in half, and that's okay. That's what we exactly, get with him. Yeah. It's and, beautiful. And, and neither do the fans as well, that's the thing. Because as soon as that moment got going, then the people are interested. And I will, I will refer, before we wrap this podcast up, uh, is the fact that I understand that the owners might be frustrated and they might hear a lot of chat going on social media of loads of different opinions flying about and everything. But if I was to say something to them, it would be the fact that the fans do care because they keep on turning up. You know, to sell out a nineteen to sell nineteen thousand tickets each game is still a an enormous amount of fans, and you know, people to spend that money to come to pay petrol to get there to get food from the ground and around the ground and everything. You've still got a very loyal fan base for a team that's been slumped in the championship for thirteen years now that you just need to appeal to them. And as soon as you do, the atmosphere will start to come back. You know, the football will start to improve because of it. And the more you give us and what we want, and, you know, it, it, it's been so obvious as well with the start of the season. What did we want? New owners, we're happy again. We wanted the stands fixed. We're feeling better again. We wanted a good-looking kit, some good signings. And, and everything at the start of the season was absolutely spot on from the owners. What they've done wrong is the fact that they've tried to sort of expect too much maybe from Rooney and be like, well, we've done loads of great things for you here. For you here. Like, how about Wayne Rooney as the manager? Would that get you excited even more? And we've gone, well, no. And they've gone, oh, well, sorry, we've already made the decision. So here's Rooney. Oh, that's gone wrong. And now the atmosphere's gone and everything else has gone a little bit. So just reappeal to everything that we were initially like bought into. And that's all I say about it, really. And we're quite a simple fan base to please i reckon at the end of the day really i think that most people would be happy for that i think you've summed that up perfectly yeah, yeah. Up perfectly, mate. but yeah um yeah thank you very much then guys uh we will wrap this one up uh yeah so this has been the blues focused podcast another live one uh for you guys to get in on the um the chat and everything i will hopefully have uh 
a stream moderator so help me out with some questions i do apologize if i've missed a few i have been trying um but we've got honestly we've got hundreds of viewers tonight so it's really interesting to hear all you guys thoughts i have been reading them all uh haven't really read some out so i do apologize for that but we'll get on to those um uh, as soon as i can in future ones but i will be doing a, a live watch along for the whole game in the fa cup and also we have got a very very big podcast guest coming up soon so guys be very excited about that trust me when i say it's big i mean like it's big okay so we've had big, big podcast guests before it is mega big so really get excited for that one it will be coming out um hopefully in the next few weeks um but yeah that's all i can say at the moment still some small things are just in the works but uh thank you jamie zach and ben for your debut podcast it's been great to have you on mate i hope you've enjoyed it Thanks. yeah it's been really good yeah uh so i will yeah i shall bid you farewell um so thank you for watching this episode of the blues focus podcast be sure to like and subscribe you can also follow us on all the uh audio streaming services out there uh and also be sure to subscribe to the channel uh thank you guys for joining me again it's been great to have you on and thank you everybody else for joining us, us on the stream i've realized i actually haven't got the outro so that's a bit of a stupid thing to do um so i will just end the stream here so anyway thank you guys for this, uh watching and keep right on it's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share box ready to go, your mates are already booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. <laughs> Too tired to clean your floors after playtime? Forgot to vacuum before your friends bring their little ones over? Let Yuffie X10 Pro Omni help. Powerful 8,000 PA suction removes debris and Mopmaster dual mop pads scrub away stubborn stains with ease. Save time and keep your floors cleaner. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport, powered by fans.